put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. And maybe a little witchy shit. With his giant fucking weird the League of Shadows Bane fucking mask Bane. thing. <laughs> so fucking terrible. Ooh, I don't good. know why why? He's such a handsome man. Yeah, I, I don't I'm not into Tom Hardy, but like his pillowy lips are definitely like the main thing going for him. So why would you why would you cover them in a well, that was kind of Bane's deal though, right? Well yeah, but Bane is also a lucha wrestler, not like an SNL parody of Sean Connery. <laughs> oh. And now Tom Hardy, I watched uh, Inception again oh, recently, yeah. and I was like, oh, remember when he was like, his acting method was not just mumbling? No, you need Cause to. Because he can't turn it off now. Like, he yeah. did it in Lawless. Like, everything he's been in since then, he's just like. Which, I mean, Mad Max oh. made sense. Kind yeah, of. that's fine. But that's shut the, the fuck character. up. Let the ladies kick some ass. That's but cool. hang on. I have now. If you can get through the fact that they use fucking anachronistic music that doesn't make sense and you get real sick of Tom Waits or not Tom Waits, the other one, Nick Cave, real fast. I don't get sick of Nick Cave ever. Is it Nick? I think it's Nick Cave. Crazy Australian goth dude. I don't, they no. used to date PJ Harvey. Is that who we're talking about? They use a lot of PJ Harvey, too. So you're probably oh, right. Yeah. Uh, mm, I think you're gonna say oh no, but Peaky Blinders. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to oh, watch it. You're there. Oh, do you no, have I haven't well, seen it yet. But it stop is- right there because Tom Hardy gives to me the performance of his fucking life is in he that on show. That? Yes, and he is fantastic. Have you seen that uh, Taboo so show that he's on? I want to like, see the that same too. I want to see that too because I hear he wears long coats, and I'm all about. I'm gonna that. be very critical about. Tom the costuming Hardy? situation. No, oh. not Tom Hardy. I won't know though. You're you're smart. I won't know that part. <laughs> It'll just look good to me. But go ahead. Mm. Be critical. Be critical for all our fans. I get it. Well, we we're, we're rewatching Deadwood for like the bazillionth oh, time. So good. And the costumes are for the most part really good except like every once in a while Alma will roll out with something that <laughs> seriously looks like some Halloween like saloon girl rental. <laughs> Oh, no. Like she picked it up at the vintage rental shop. Yeah, it, oh. it doesn't fit right, and mm. it's some kind of just gnar taffeta. The day the costumer was and like, I need a corset on the outside. Oh, uh. Plus, her character is horrible. Let's be real. Wait, uh, I gotta think about She's lady a- that Bullock sticks it in oh. on dope. Okay, that's oh, not Trixie. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no chemistry. I like Trixie. Yeah. I love Trixie. Trixie. I'm a no. No, my favorite is the widow. She's the bomb. No, that's what I'm saying. Alma. Oh, shit. She's the worst. Oh, I like her. Well, you need I to like fucking her. leave. I have not uh, watched it. I show. haven't watched it since since it was on TV. So That's pretty much the reason why I'm with my husband, because we started dating and he was like, let's watch this show. Oh, and then I was so like, good. well, I at least have to date you until we get through th- three seasons of this. Well, I mean, did you holding- wait? Did you know it yet? Or no, was it I had new? never seen oh. it. He was well, like, you could have bailed if you me. didn't like him or the show. You no, but I liked the show. So I had to stay to finish <laughs> the series. But it worked out it. because 
I love him very much. But if yes. I didn't, it would have been a dilemma. It was not. Disaster averted. So you're saying Alma is the worst yeah, and her clothes are terrible. Yes. She wears well, okay. black all the fucking time. You know How who, bad can it be? Well, sometimes she doesn't wear black before oh. she's widowed. And oh. then after when she's like, I'm starting a bank. Yeah, that was weird. The only person that's worse is fucking Sophia. Is she the whore? No, she's the fucking little <laughs> child. It's been that a long time. is like doesn't speak English so she just oh, shouts people's yeah. names at them she's yeah. like hi Trixie yeah that was weird uh, the little blonde girl yeah, yeah little children of the corn like yeah. Yeah. Joffrey from Game she of Thrones she lives with the widow yes oh, it's been but a long she time. looks like Joffrey from Game of Thrones yeah but girl yes yeah uh, anyway, welcome to Hex Rated. Yeah, that's not what this podcast is and, about at all. You know, Deadwood Talk, a series that has not been on TV for a long time, but stands the fucking test of time. It like sure a champ. fucking does, man. You can't. If you get, can't tell by how many f bombs I'm. You can't get better than elsewhere in Jen. I mean, oh you, hell no, you just can't. Ian McShane all the time, all the way, day, twice on Tuesdays. I mean, <laughs> this is what we're doing. I am uh, Blackbird. I'm Scarlet. And I am Jay. And we would like to take this moment to say Lily is not going to be able to join us tonight. She is on the verge of having bun buns any day now. She's super pregnant. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty pregnant with twins. Yeah, imagine being pregnant, but twice as pregnant as us. So pregnant. Yeah, it's funny because I saw her last week. Oh, my God. Her. (laughs) What? She is so pregnant no but she's so tiny she is all it's all baby yeah she didn't gain any no i think she, she lost, lost weight, weight. Yeah. she she's negative negative yeah, from behind you can't tell and then she's like kapow and you're like she's negative lily right now except for baby times but she is like she's on bed rest she's fucking taking it easy man we gotta exploit her and do a photo shoot before she pops because well, we gotta I, do it like i want to use there's her. not much time i want to use her sexy body for photos i mean I, maybe we could just like tell her husband to take some well all she has to do is just lay there and be sexy we're gonna do her hair and makeup we're just gonna have to go over I'll there feed then. her grapes and fan her i mean either way but anyway she won't be joining us tonight but hopefully in the future we can uh, figure out a phone situation get her on the phone get her back in the room i'm sure she'll have lots of mama witch stuff to share she'll probably not have a lot of time but maybe yeah. she can drop in with some tidbits for for everyone that would be awesome uh anyway uh let's see what has everybody been up to since the break i just got back from houston i went to the space center in houston which was amazing because they have an exhibit right now with all the stuff from the smithsonian um that's there temporarily so i got to see the the command modules from like the apollo missions from mercury from gemini it was super rad okay let me you, okay wait, i heard a question? you got to touch a moon okay. rock did you yeah did yes, you moon yes. rock i touched a moon <gasps> rock That's i touched a rock that was on the moon and there's only like one out of that was one of eight in the world that the public can, can touch, touch. That's yes. pretty crazy. I was excited. Nah, you moon herpes. Now. So I was listening. I don't know what I was listening to. NPR? Something. Maybe the internet. I don't know. This person kept pronouncing it Gemini. Yes. Oh. Astronaut NASA people pronounce it Gemini. And okay. they also pronounce the planet Uranus Uranus, which okay. makes sense because they want it to sound less like Uranus. That's fine. But yeah, they do. But they Gemini. say Gemini. Okay. It, there's, was there's a, some... it was a NASA person. So yes. I was like, what? It, Everybody I've always Na- said Gemini. Everyone, well, that's how 
Americans pronounce it. If okay. you're talking about astronomy or astrology, but no, it's like it's some okay. kind of insider. It's also NASA one thing. of those things that I know, but I don't. I'm still gonna pronounce it the way the way that you I'm, pronounce it's like, it, right? You know, tomato, tomato. Like if you're right. pronouncing it a certain way, I'm not gonna change. I was just like, have I been it. saying that word wrong my whole fucking life? No, it's it's some kind of NASA inside joke. <laughs> okay, good. But if you need a, a thing to watch, uh, The Last Man on the Moon on Netflix, mm, I cried. Super good. Yeah, uh, he he passed away. Yeah, recently. just recently. Yeah, and yes. I was just bawling the whole time because I was like, no. There's another uh, good thing on Netflix right now. The what's it called? Farthest. Farthest. It's excellent. It's yes. about the um, Voyager missions. Mm-hmm. There was actually two satellites that followed each other several months apart to explore uh, Jupiter and Saturn, and then they worked it out where they they were kind of hoping they would be able to do a gravitational uh, slingshot and hit up um, some of the moons. And also Uranus and Neptune, and they did. And it was the first time we had ever had any kind of pictures beaming back from that far away from the planet. And of mm-hmm. course, those satellites today are are in interstellar space. Yes. They are the first thing that humans or or anything that we know of in this un- in our solar system has put things outside of our solar system. So it's pretty amazing. But the other, so I mean, obviously these images are just like gobsoppingly beautiful they're gorgeous but the other thing that's really great about it is they have um a lot of really good interviews with people from jpl and nasa that worked on the mission and like kind of walk you through it and they talk a lot about the buildup of um convincing people like why are we taking all these like really gorgeous artsy photos like do they have scientific value and of course the answer is fucking hell yes of course they do sure but um you know, just just trying to, and of course they had the famous uh, golden record. It's like yeah. literally a yeah. record made Sounds of, gold. of earth. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a whole big thing, and everyone thought that it was like this hippy dippy Carl Sagan thing. But um, they so they talk a lot about that one. But the other thing is um, they've got some really amazing footage from Houston and the other JPL labs and florida um behind the scenes like from the 70s which a lot of space shows tend to do a lot of uh digital renderings like animation of of stuff and they don't have like a lot of that like 70s footage because i mean think about it it took years and years and years for these satellites to make it to where they were going to go from after they first they were designed for several years and then they were launched and then everybody just had to fucking wait wait (laughs) yeah so um so it, it's just really heartwarming to see these like genuine nerds that worked their asses off for something that could have just gone sideways the moment they hit ignition on the shuttle to take it to space. And so seeing these candid uh, videos and shots of them, seeing this stuff come through their screens and people are just crying yeah. and cheering and clapping. And I mean... That that's something you don't see in a lot of space documentaries, e- even the ones that are really beautiful and like super informative. So I really like that element of it that I wasn't expecting. So highly recommend it's on Netflix. It's called Farthest. If you live in Texas, I cannot recommend enough going to NASA in Houston. It really, it it was definitely a highlight of my life going on the VIP tour there. Uh, we got to be in the room that uh, Apollo 13 was was like manned and, mm-hmm. where, you know, where they had the control center and everything. Because the, the actual control center that they use now is is clearly different. But they have that room 
exactly like yeah. it was preserved. Did and you get v- to go I didn't there? I get to go on it um, yeah. because the, the tour it's expensive. was super. It was like gonna yeah. be three hundred dollars at least yeah. for us to do it. It's but um, they go to both mission controls. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Well, they they've added so much. And um, so now they have like the Boeing jet with the shuttle on top of wow. it, and you get to walk oh, around both shit. of them. And um, oh. and inside of the uh, shuttle, they have an actual cradle from one of the shuttle missions, which wow. is super cool because it was the sh- uh, the cradle that like put the like where they worked on the satellites, yeah. basically, because they open up the shuttle right. in space oh my God. and work on these things doing spacewalks. What was your other favorite moment of, of going there? Um, getting to see the spacesuits, yeah. um, getting to see like Sally Ride and some oh. of the other women's spacesuits yeah. was really inspiring. Yeah. Um, you know, that that made me tear up sure. seeing like the woman that changed, you know, yep. history. Yeah. And um, it was cool to see the mission wall. They have a wall of photographs of every single crew mission right and like they had their crew photographs and getting to walk through and see how it changed through the years and became more diverse i think that was really cool to inspiring to look through and see how it changed over the years i'll tell you what it's it's whatever you can afford regular tour vip tour it's well worth a trip down there oh yeah and I mean, it, the tour is going to be, I think, gone in like March or May. Some oh, the, the, the one the with the rocks and stuff. Yes, the yeah. Ro- well, not just the rocks. I mean, they had, they had the modules. So much stuff. Like yeah. The, I mean, it's so weird seeing the size and realizing they were crammed. They crammed like three people into this thing to send them to the moon. Yeah. yeah. Oh and, yeah. They're like um, in a bucket. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like a bucket. That's MacGyvered as shit. And right? it has less power than your fucking phone. Yeah. 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 And to it's re-enter insane. it. Into yeah. our atmosphere, yeah. it's like going over Niagara Falls Stricken. on fire. Yeah, um, <laughs> slingshot. That, that was an actual quote by Scott Kelly. Yeah, um, when we went and listened to him, that was his like quote about it. He was like, "It's like going over Niagara Falls on fire in a bucket." I mean, those guys, balls of fucking steel. But yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was pretty magical for me. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. we're all three very into space. We oh, love yeah. space so much. Space. All the when time. are we gonna get people on Mars, y'all? Hey, can we talk about how? Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> look, look, and, and listen. listen. It would only take a thousand years to terraform Mars. Why are we not fucking doing this? We should right have now? been on this in fucking thirty years ago. I don't what know. What you do we're is doing. you go over there, you start pumping greenhouse gases to one heat it up two to create atmospheric pressure to cancel out the lower gravity there because it'll push down on you we have a plan and then you just reintroduce plant life in the order that it formed here so you have like algaes and mosses and stuff because they don't need like pollinators and whatnot and then you start doing like ferns and carnifers then you can start having once you have enough uh atmosphere to support insects then you can start having like um plants that need pollinators so i mean like this anything is what spacex guy is all about i know right? i mean yeah. Elon Musk. so then yeah, yeah. and then it. the plants will start producing enough oxygen automatically to make it so that people would in a thousand years be able to breathe let's do yeah. it i don't just know tell trump that you can build a condo and he'll be oh, on it like let's go to mars let's fucking go to mars well, she's <laughs> already been like we're going back to the moon we're like yeah we already knew that because we're going to mars well, and, i mean they've got it time now where it only takes like what eight or nine months to get there instead of like it used to be like two years so yeah. so yeah. like fucking let's just fucking mars. let's go yeah i'm on it i read some article i got really excited and then i got immediately unexcited that um some Russian company was doing a bid to like build like a luxury hotel on the ISS, and I was like, 
fuck to the yes and yeah. it, it's like don't care how it, much it costs let's do it it's like yeah. four million dollars yeah. to stay I, in like okay. a pod on the ice and i was like yeah. mm. i mean i mean I, my, I don't know how i'm gonna get that money but goddamn. yeah my wish for like before i die if i could just spend all of my life savings just to go on a commercial flight to space sure i, yeah. I would do it like i would cash I out everything i just feel like y'all are young and i mean i may not be but y'all are like 10 years younger than me so you might actually get to do that i'm hoping and maybe it might not even take your entire life savings maybe don't they have a thing now where you can get a space burial like they blast your ashes oh yeah oh shit how much does that cost i don't know let's get on it i'll be dead so i mean who cares spend somebody else's money I don't care if you go broke, but you better put my ashes in space. They're like, yeah, mom, whatever. Probably, I mean, earth funerals cost a lot of money, too. So It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, that sounds fabulous. Did uh, did your husband enjoy it as well? Oh, yeah, because we went for his birthday because yeah. he's a major space he's... nerd, which today he got his Get Your Ass to Mars t-shirt. Oh, uh, good. Because nice. he has two t-shirts. He has a NASA t-shirt and he has a Captain America t-shirt. Yeah, and now he has he a Get Your Ass to Mars t-shirt. Yeah, good. That's, that's his whole wardrobe right there. like it yeah i think i've only seen him in the nasa shirt so it's true well it's red white and blue and so is the cap one yeah so, so they yeah they look the same hey it's a, it's a what'd theme. y'all do oh, yeah go you go. uh i broke my pinky and oh, that totally yeah. sucked we're gonna get to that are we getting to that when we do our year review uh You'll yeah get to your jinx week yeah but yeah but she but you're on the mend yes i have a screw in my hand now um, I did not. They didn't put adamantium claws in. Fuck. So I'm kind of mad about that. I didn't get retractable claws. No. And I didn't get anything with lasers. So a little bummed about that. Uh, Whatever. You've looked very fetching with one hand operable. Thank you. I, I gotta say. Um, my husband does not support me having <laughs> body modifications to make me a kaiju. He, he's totally against. Uh, me having a prehensile tail. He thinks Ugh. that'd be weird. He's against me having nictitating eyelids. He's so old fashioned. Well, I was like, you can have a laser penis. And he was like, <laughs> that does not sound like that would work out well. And though. he was like, I don't want a laser penis because I know for a fact that you would end up shooting me with my own laser penis. <laughs> it's not And that far, would be terrible. And I was like, truth. but it'll make so much more sense when I just am sitting around going pew, 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 pew. It, it will. Wow. He says no to a lot of things. That's, yeah. Fucking the compromises. Let me to live make. my best life. <laughs> no, what does he do? He, he's holding you back. It's so I wrong. I just want a tail like a possum so I can hang upside down. Did you go anywhere? You didn't really go anywhere, did you? I went to the I ER. Mean, besides the ER. No, and that's not I, a trip. Oh, I went, when I went to, because the surgery room was like an outpatient like facility. Yeah. And uh, I got one of the wacky uh, anesthesiologists. Oh, God. Oh. He was... God, who did he look like? He was kind of like a combo of, I like... I picture Bill Murray. No, he was kind of like... <laughs> That'd be great, though. Sam Rockwell and Polly Shore mixed together. Oh, all oh, oh, right. Oh, Which actually oh. would be a fucking great movie. Um, yeah, yeah. But he, the whole time he was whistling, if I only had a brain... Oh, shit. I was oh, like... No. Oh. Sir, sir. I was about to be alarmed, and then I was like... Could you pick a High on drugs, so... Yeah, it didn't matter. And then I was, was hilarious. Count backwards from drugs. 10. You look weird. Uh, okay. Yep. Well, that sounds eventful well coincidentally my mom um bumped her head on the refrigerator door um and she was very clumsy and she also has that like parchment skin that shows bruises so i told everybody uh at our like yule christmas dinner 
that we should we should tell everybody that um, my mom and I got in a fist fight and that I tried to punch her and she headbutted me right in my hand and broke my hand and that's how we both injured ourselves. Did you did you try to tell that story? Um, did it go over well? No. Although everyone in my family kept uh, sarcastically apologizing to Jeremy, saying that I should I should beat him up less. Nice. <laughs> wow. He's like yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That, that's how she broke her hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, he told people that I was uh, punching the earth oh, uh, to make it be springtime already. <laughs> um, but so or, far, punch, or punching it because you like whatever. Because I was doing that superhero landing. Yeah. Where you, yeah. Where you jump and then you, you land in like a perfect one, oh, one like, knee kneel. Like fucking Neo. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Sexy. Uh, I didn't go anywhere. As a matter of fact, I spent most of holiday times in the bed or in a chair coughing uh, and being quite ill. It was good times. Everybody was sick. Everybody, Everybody yeah. was sick. I'm not special. I, I know this. But it felt um, it felt terrible. My no, it was actually worse because when you want to complain to people that you're sick, everyone's like, "I know, uh, yeah, I, we all have all it. Had Everybody it. has it." Stop talking. And it was my birthday, which is a horrible way to spend your birthday. I tried to like suck it up and fucking do cool things, and you know, it just I wasn't feeling it. So, oh yeah, internet. Let's all say happy birthday to. Blackbird and Jay, because they yeah. have the all-time worst birthdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Blackbird has Christmas Eve. Yep. Nobody wants to go party. Nope. And then Jay has the ultimate worst one, Ugh. January 2nd. Yeah. Everybody's hung over. Yeah. Nobody's even thinking about Everyone's your tired birthday. of food. Everyone's yeah. tired Broke. of presents. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's tired of drinking. Yeah. They're tired of being around people. They're like, nope. Uh, yeah. and you know what I said to my mother this fucking past weekend? I was like, you know, I wish I would have, you know, it would have been nice to just celebrate birthdays in June. She goes... I should have done that for you. I'm like, I only asked you every year of my life for the first like 16 years. Why do you say this now? God damn it. There's a reason I'm in therapy. It's fine. But uh, so I did a lot of being sick. But before I was sick, I did make 100 tiny pies. 100? For clients. It was super. Well, that sounds like I'm of some kind of. High class sex pie worker. Madam. <laughs> I am a pie madam. It's true. Um, Pimping them pies pimpin to them the pie. public. I did. I did. I, I, I'm fucking Peisenberg. And I uh, made a bunch of pies and I stayed up until really late every night making pies. And pretty sure that's why I got sick. But all the pies were out of my hands before I was contagious. That's what I'm sticking with anyway. I feel like that would make a great little like wintertime ballet of like... <laughs> You making magical pies all night. I did. Uh, it was it, like Pinocchio and, and the Nutcracker mix. It together. was magical until the last night where I was like, I'm going to die. But, uh, but you didn't. I didn't die. And I'm now rested. And uh, maybe uh, I'm rested. And I'm finally feeling that New Year's kind of fucking new New Year magic. It uh, kind of took a week for it, it to get going. Yeah. It didn't. It right, was very yeah. underwhelming. Going into it sick because I yeah. mean we were all sick yeah. and like both of us being sick on our birthdays. Okay. I feel like starting the new year, we're like, all right, let's, let's get the shit just, started. Let's get now. it going. This fucking suck. It just that didn't feel like anything had changed. It's just like plus we all fucking learned our, our lesson last year when we we're like 2016 was the worst. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come oh. on, 2017. Fuck. Make all my dreams come true. And we were oh. like, oh why? So Dude. I think everyone is very. Oh, I was just like, when the new year rolled around, I was like, 
hey, here's what I'm doing this year. No expectations year. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad, but just no expectations. I can't be disappointed, right? Yeah. Well, more than that, we, we had some people that wanted suggestions for our favorite uh, podcasts, blogs, vlogs. I, I don't know if I'm even saying that correctly. Vlogs. People saying and writing word found <laughs> shapes video on things. the interwebs. Yes, what our favorite things are. I think we've we've referred to my favorite murder about a billion times, and they're not witchy, but also awesome. Very successful. I don't think the I don't think the request was like witchy specific, but we'll we'll give those too. But uh, like just our favorite things that we listen to right now. I am listening to. I'll just give it a quick shout out. It's quite old, but right now I've just started listening to. My dad made a porno or wrote a porno. Yeah, my dad wrote a porno. It is hilarious. It's three British people. This one guy's dad like wrote a porn book and it is fucking hilarious. I can't stop laughing. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's my current favorite. Um, but I also like the Strange and Unusual podcast. Yeah, I've been wanting to try that because yeah. I too am strange and unusual. Yes. They- I love Beetlejuice references. All yeah. the time, always. Yeah, that's a real that's a real good one. Kind of mystical, so that's a good one. Oh, I'm still on the podcast. Oh, I yeah. binged uh, Heaven's Gate. Yes, me too. Oh, which so good. Is excellent. Yes. Um, it's a mini series. Um, yes. And oh my god, what is it? Glenn Washington, Glenn Washington hosted is by the, the guy host. that is uh, Snap Judgment. Right. He and he's excellent because he actually grew up in a um uh, an apocalyptic Christian cult as a child. So he kind of brings a really unique perspective to like mm-hmm. how could these people get taken in by something that is so crazy for so many like people were in this cult for decades and then of course dramatically ritually committing suicide like how how do you get to that point and um and it's it's a lot of information a lot of stuff that i didn't know anything about and right. I, I remember watching all that shit yep oh um, when it happened do so. you have a second for like a side note about cults yes oh, like, yes. Oh, yes yes yes, yes. Oh, yes at my oh, work because yeah. i do uh title work for a living uh, and sometimes you get cult paperwork in, and we had a they gotta, they gotta get their real estate straightened yes. out too. And where we dealt with paperwork, where a dude was like, "I own the property because I married the spirit of Jesus Christ. I'm Jesus Christ's spirit love's husband. All right. Like oh. he married the spirit of Jesus Christ, so therefore they own all the property in the world." And um, this dude wrote this declaration and filed it of record at the courthouse. This is like back in the 90s. Yeah. But like. <laughs> Fucking 90s, man. In his declaration, he even made like a proclamation about the Italian mafia that they could do whatever they want. Like that I Whoa. declare that the Italian mafia can do whatever they want. Like where did that come from? Um, so, <laughs> no, he did not say the Russian or Ukrainian mafia. Right. Specifically Italian Thanks mafia. Thanks a lot. That he, uh, the president was his equal and that he was sending all these papers to the president of the United States. Oh, what? And um, also that he had eight women. Uh, in his employee and that they were all self-employed agents of the United States like they hired themselves for to work and they were like you're welcome United States we're your, we're your agents oh god it was insane fucking reading crazy. these papers what? and trying to figure and they, like they kept signing these papers and like recording them you know declaring all but these but like things. were they legal things no, not right at all. <laughs> oh my god and this is strangely not the only cult paperwork we've seen come through that's well, amazing it was yes. like kind of like that crazy survivalist uh like I'm a sovereign state Oh, kind of yeah. kind of nutcase stuff. 
plus like I speak to Jesus. I am the new prophet. Like it was, it was like so many weird yes. fringe things rolled into one oh, my delicious. Favorite. Was the fruit spirit, roll up. invisible spirit assassins basically? Oh. We had a thing. Oh, yeah. like, I, I, can put, I can put to death in all caps. I can put to death any person um, on this earth with invisible spirit people. And I was like, all what right. the fuck? Does I mean, that mean, how do I get that job? I want to be invisible. I want that power. The thing that the. It can happen? Yeah. Well, that's not, I mean, that's and not does, a thing that happens in Christianity, right? Does Jesus' like, wife allow that? That's Yeah. Fucking, this is Texas property, right? No, it's Virginia. Oh. oh Virginia. Even more yes. interesting. The thing I didn't know about the Heaven's Gate people is that we were, they were both from Texas. Yeah. That was uh, also fascinating. Yeah. yeah there's, I mean, oh, cults. We could, I mean, there are entire podcasts yeah. devoted to them. Sorry, Heaven's Gate made me think about yeah, that. I no, was like, holy we, shit, I need to tell you guys this thing. Yeah. She shared it. Yeah. We need to pull one of those up and like do a dramatic reading of it because oh it's God, crazy, crazy town. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, the other one I like, uh, if you like uh, true crime, um, yeah. not in a funny way, in a very <laughs> serious way, is um, Murdered and Missing. Uh, mm, yeah. This It's another CBC one. So if you've been uh, listening to Someone Knows Something, mm, yeah. second season's way better than the first one. The I'm first on one's first very season slow. Still, yeah. And then the third one, um, he's actually revisiting um, a case he had already done a special on. So it's, it's not as interesting to me. But um, second season's excellent. But anyway... Um, Canadian Broadcasting Company commissioned this woman. She's um, an indigenous woman, and uh, they have a huge. There was a national inquiry into the fact that indigenous women in Canada are recalculously more likely to be um, abused and murdered mm. and never have their uh, case solved. Um, and in fact, there's a stretch of highway um, called the uh, the Highway of Tears where dozens of native women have uh, gone missing wow. or their bodies were recovered. And almost all of those cases are cold cases. So she, um, I'm, I wasn't familiar with the host before, but um, in, in her hosting, she kind of describes that she's been doing this as a project, like for most of her career of uh, documenting uh, the voices and stories of indigenous women in Canada. And uh, she came across this cold case. It's like over 20 years old and tiny little freaking town um this this girl uh was doing seasonal work with her sister and some other people from her community her uncle and some some cousins and stuff and literally disappeared in like the blink of an eye and then three weeks later turned up like battered and dead and wow um Shit. no nobody was ever uh charged there was never a trial it's so um, and mm. one of the detectives who's now retired reached out to uh, the host of the show to share with her what he knows and what he what notes he has from, you know, to, like, I mean, it's all analog, of course, like like literally like notes uh, on a notepad Written and stuff. Notes, yeah, but it's, it's really, really well done. Um, I like the pacing a lot better than someone knows something. Is there criticism of the uh, police situation? Um, there is a, she talks to, uh, somebody who I think is a first cousin of the victim mm -hmm. and it's sort of a tangent on that episode, but it was really, really interesting because as an American, I, I mean, I know that, uh, that Canada, um, has struggled to make amends for the way they treated, uh, indigenous people. Right. Um, and, but I didn't know that they had a whole system up until like, I think the sixties or seventies where they would forcibly remove native children from their parents and make them go to like boarding schools. Wow. 
and um, basically force them to like not speak their own language, not Mm. dress in their native clothes. And of course, the the conditions in these places were terrible. They were there was actually a study that the government was doing about the effects of uh, starvation on the fucking like, I mean, it's like horror movie shit. Jesus. And one of the things that uh, this man uh, who was she was originally interviewing him because he was one of the last people to see her and he was related to her and stuff. But right today he um, goes and does uh, educational talks about um, natives and about people who were affected by either they themselves were put in one of these, uh, I forget what the term for it is. It's like stay away school or something Mm, Um, um, that sounds real innocuous, like, or or kind of fun, like camp or something. And it is fucking not. But, um, and uh, one of the things that he was saying that really hit home and that uh, shed a lot of light on this case in particular, even though it wasn't germane to the, the actual facts of the case was that most people, even if they're our generation didn't, have to go to these schools but one or both of their parents did at some point and so they as parents struggle with these things that were done to them as children abuse um things that led to them having trouble later on as an adult maybe made them less uh effective as a parent because they were having to deal with their own shit that they never got to unwind from when they were horribly abused as a child and like trying to um a certain an identity that was that was actively being tried to uh be stamped out of them yeah Yeah. so what's um, the name of this again it's called uh murdered and missing oh okay and it's but it's really good and and that one episode really blew me away and i'm not spoiling anything you're you will be having the feels when you hear You'll get it. the full effect when you listen. But yeah. um, it was really interesting because even um, because, of course, there's also um, violence um, within the community. Sure. And part of the problem is not just that um, white people are taking advantage of natives, although that's certainly a thing that happens. But you have a system where those crimes aren't really taken seriously. They're not investigated as right. heavily as they might be otherwise in an urban environment. You also have a whole issue of people don't feel like they can trust the police. Right. So even if they would be able to cooperate in an investigation um, and would want to have the crime solved, they feel like it's a bigger risk to put themselves out there and get involved with the police. And also, like, uh, the one young man was saying about, uh, you know, this this history of abuse that went on for decades that uh, people are still experiencing the fallout from because they were raised by people that we're having to unpack all that shit sure. and trying to do the best they can. So it's really, really good. And um, I know it sounds like really super heavy, but um, I like the pacing a lot. It's, okay. it's a little bit faster than someone, like knows, someone something. knows something. Okay. Cause the first season of someone knows something is slow. What you got on your list there, Jay? Um, I'm going to go back to being a space nerd. That's and, okay. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> tell us. Uh, Houston, we have a podcast. Oh, if is that you, really awesome? If you like space shit, um, they get astronauts and scientists and all sorts of cool um, people and guests on, um, and it's it's a fun podcast. So I highly recommend it. Well, mine wasn't fucking mystical or. Sorry, I know mine's not magical. No, no. Or witchy, but I feel um, like space is magical. Space is absolutely magical. Yes, space is magical. Do we have any? Uh, do you have witch podcasts that you want to recommend? Well, we should ask our listeners. If you have some you want to recommend to us, please share. Like. Hit up our Instagram or 
Yes. Let us know. Yeah, we want to pay it forward and plug people that are awesome. So. Yes, absolutely. As far as blogs are concerned, so many. I I don't know. I um. I mean, I'm a I I still read the blog s because she's great. She's local girl. She's from Texas. Sarah Ann Lawless, of course. I mean, beautiful stuff. Great writing. Uh, awesome ritual information. Awesome. Uh, herbalism nature information especially if you live like in uh, she's in western western canada i think i think she's more in i think she's back in uh alberta now either way central canada just beautiful stuff uh really cannot recommend that more highly um what else something Um, we recently did was uh lily asked for us to divine for her on basically the due date of the babies not like a like set date but just kind of she needed to know whether they were going to make it past 35 weeks pretty much and uh she asked us if we could help with that so that was something we recently did we all did something different i um i didn't i just reinterpreted y'all's shit no that's true you did what did i do i um i had my magpie set if you go all the way back to the very beginning of our podcast we talk about our magpie sets that we made and i threw that and it was a really interesting pattern that it came out in because it was like everything was surrounding in a real like tight circle this belt buckle. So all I could think of was like, nope, they're, those babies are going to stay in for a little while longer because everything is holding on to the belt buckle. Nothing wants to be released yet. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's uh, that, that's one thing I did. And the other thing I did, did I did I cast lots? Yes, you, you did. Lots, oh, yes. Yeah, that was my first time trying casting lots. So that was uh, different. I, I don't know that I can say that I'm proficient at it yet. Stop but. putting yourself down. I'm not putting myself down. Uh, it was pretty cool. It felt great. Um, Describe your set. So it's the it's the Hebrew alphabet. Hebrew alphabet. I um, I carved it on rocks myself. I bought. I mean, I just got some rocks. I, I was gonna really try and like get my own rocks from nature and just make a set together, but it was just easier to just go buy some rocks. Um, that they're all kind of sort of uniform. I mean, basically same color, same shape ish. Uh, I would say they're mostly like a little bit bigger than a quarter um, flat on one side. So then uh, my husband had like a little Dremel tool that I carved out the Hebrew letters into the rock and I keep them in a little leather bag and, and I, and I read a book there. There was a woman that we saw that cast lots at Pantheacon. She's amazing. Um, But the book is very like the book is very, look, don't, don't try to do this. Until you like, you know, really know everything. I was like, oh, I don't know if I really know everything, but I've been studying it for quite a while, like what the letters mean. And when I cast them, I don't know. I can't say I was really in like a half trance that she kind of describes that you either should or will go into. But I did feel way more reverent than I do when I like say read tarot or something like that. It was, it was, a. I felt like it was a much more uh, serious thing. Cause you know, if I read cards, I mean, I, it's not like I'm just woo treating it like a, you know, comedy episode, but it just seemed much more somber, I guess. And maybe it was because I, I don't know that I'm kind of new at it and I'm kind of treating it with some deference. So what but, was the feeling like for the magpie set versus the lot set? Like what? Oh, what totally different. Yeah, it's it's different. Magpie set was just so like 
it's so fun and whimsical and and a little silly I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still crazily to me. I think it works great, strangely, but, um, the lots seemed real serious. Well, I mean, like the magpie set is just stuff that we threw together. Out of junk drawers. Like the Hebrew alphabet is, you know, like thousands of years old and like, you know, used to write like religious texts and stuff. So it, yeah, it does have a little bit of that oomph behind it. Yes. Yeah, and I was, like, inspired, because I wasn't going to do anything, because I was, like, I am the, like, I feel like the least experienced in divination out of our group, and I'm working on it. I am, I've been working on it for myself, um, but I've always been a little bit more shy doing it for other people. Just um, do it. But And that's why I wasn't going to do it, and then I woke up one morning and was like, I have to do it! Yeah. I know what I'm going to do! Yep. So, uh, I woke up, and, like, I just was, I just had this energy, and I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I wrote like dates, like just wrote dates and tore up the pieces of paper and threw them in my room bag and then like whispered to the room bag, you know, you know, Lily wants to know, you know, when are the days going to come? And um, and then I just reached in and threw some out and only one date came out and then four rooms came out, but only one came upside like face out. out. Yeah. And it was Jera, Uh. which, uh, you know, for me at first I was just like, Oh, it's Jera again. I always get Jera. Um, cause that's the room that tends to come out the most, um, when I do throw. Yep. But, uh, Scarlet pointed out that it had very like twin, a very visual twin, like to it, to the design. And then the meaning, like I knew the meaning fit where I was like, Oh my God, harvest. And it's like the reward of your efforts Mm -hmm. and everything. But then when she pointed out the visual, I was like, Oh my God, you're right for twins. It's perfect. And um, it just felt right. It was like for the end of January, like the very end of January. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been feeling. Yeah. So yeah, the babies were going to stay in for a little bit longer. So I feel like we all kind of felt the same way that the babies were going to stay in. Because this was like, what, one or two weeks ago? Yeah. That she asked us. I kept feeling like when I threw, and that was like a a week or so ago, I kept just hearing three weeks. So I would say end of this month beginning of Feb- beginning of february because i don't remember her actual due date it's like further into it's february. like in the middle of february but no yeah, one expects gonna, it to go yeah, that long oh, yeah. yeah baby like twin babies really come that yeah late, so um i basically just uh <laughs> armchair quarterbacked your lot casting i was like well actually you know this, let me tell you about Hebrew the Hebrew letter Hebrew. was based on the phoenician letter that was this yes. and the, actually this she particular fucking, phoenician letter was based on the she linguistic me to death she linguistic the shit out of that yeah, yeah so. it was pretty great but uh but both of my both of my divinations basically told me that they were not coming yet yeah so but we you know as far as an actual date i did not get that vibe but just for her to like slow down and not panic and lo and behold the doctors put her on bed rest yeah i was just glad that because like part of me was like when i was going out of houston i was like please do not let the babies come yeah while you're yeah while you're out of town yeah yeah she's uh well it's not like we're allowed to like go deliver that's true i know i I just want to be there for in case like we just want to be in the waiting room (laughs) i mean or whatever i just want to pet her dog so he doesn't feel like He's left out. Yeah. I mean, and the cats, too. Anyway, right, so, yeah, we did that. Uh, that was real cool. And I hope I hope she appreciated. I mean, of course, she appreciated. She, you know, she's down. It was interesting to see us try to figure out because I ended up not doing anything because I read tarot. And like there are ways to use tarot cards to signify specific periods of time. But in my I used I to always 
I used to always deal a time card in my spreads, and it just was like. Your, your deck did not want to do that anymore. No, it just it was never meaningful. Like it was just it it was totally apropos of nothing. Every time I tried to do it, like my deck doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah, but um, it was interesting trying to use those systems that tend to be a little bit more open ended in general to like basically answer a yes or no question. Like, right. am I going to make it to thirty five weeks or not? So yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So, what's been going on the last year? Let's kind of run through. The year in review. Year in review. Well, Woo! it was a fucking year that started out with a bang. Uh, we got a real awesome president yeah. for ourselves. <laughs> I still can't believe this is real I, life. I mean, yeah, it's still like we're we're officially tomorrow is a year that he's been sworn in yeah. as actual president of actual country. It blows my fucking mind that what we're talking about on the news is. Did he say shithole or not? Did and he say shithole or shithouse? What the fuck does it doesn't matter? matter? You're kind of saying the same he thing. He still said the same like kind I, of shit. Like, I can't believe that that's a discussion. I can't believe we're also talking about how many fucking uh, adult entertainers that we paid off right before the can you know, right before the presidency or the campaign. But for one second, it kind <sighs> of is hilarious NPR trying to get around saying like talking about the president yeah. saying shithole where yeah. NPR is trying to handle it. Like S-hole. Vulgar S-hole. term. I mean just like. President Trump I, said, I, possibly said S-hole <sighs> in a meeting and you're like this is NPR. I'm actually listening to this on NPR. Like I guess to 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 bring it back to an amazing positive thing that, that came out of that right in the beginning of the year was the women's march that we went to and participated in austin and happened all over the fucking world and uh we're actually gonna repeat it again tomorrow they're having them in many cities my niece is going to the one in washington dc which i'm so excited and so proud and she's a she's like a 20 year old girl and i'm just so proud i mean just gives my heart a little tingle that sounds weird but you know what i mean like that's awesome and then uh, we're going to go to the one in Dallas and uh, participate. And um, and I think it's great. And I think there's, I don't know, like, I don't know that they're going to be as big as they were last year, but does it matter? Just the yeah. fact that we're still doing it and we'll do it every year until he's not president anymore. And maybe like, you can just keep going, make it a yearly thing. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's the thing. It's like part of me, uh, you know, talking to my husband and I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm so tired. You've been sick. Yeah. I feel like it's important to show up. Yeah. You know, to still not lose energy, not lose traction. Yeah. Because it's so easy to be burned out. It's been a year. Yep. And feel defeated. And I think it's still important to show numbers. So, like, I'm really conflicted where I'm like, I just got over being sick. But I don't want, like, there to be a small crowd tomorrow at the same time because everybody said the same thing of right. we're tired. Yeah, the, the it's good thing. It's been very cold everywhere, so we're not special, we know. But it's going to be nice tomorrow. So, Or it might rain, but at least it'll not be freezing. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're still trying to slog along. And, you know, I think um, tying, I guess kind of tying into the Women's March was the Me Too movement. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that that's finally um, gotten quite a bit of traction and recognition. I mean about time i <laughs> well it's funny to even think of it as a movement or something right. because it wasn't like we all the women had a secret meeting no. and we're like <laughs> let's space out these social media posts for optimum virality like no. 
it, it's these are conversations that we've all been having with each other forever, forever, forever. since the dawn of time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that it's surprising to most women because we all experience microaggressions on the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, it to me, it's more shocking to just see people put it all out there right. and finally not be apologetic or couching their words and yeah yeah and and um and also the idea and i was reading an interesting article about this because um you know a lot of people that are marginalized for for whatever reason don't want to take legal action um as we were saying like they they feel like they don't trust our judicial system to take care of them so and I, I feel like we couch harassment very much in terms of was a crime committed or not. Mm. And it's a spectrum. And I think we that the Me Too hashtag, it started off with a bang of like the most vile and disgusting acts like Harvey Weinstein. I mean, mm-hmm. like things yeah. that are clearly a fucking crime that were scary, that were violent, that were people abusing their power, making people feel like they were going to lose their job. You know, like all kinds things that like you have nightmares about but there's also a spectrum of just these these microaggressions of just trying to navigate your day where you are constantly trying to plan what you're going to say who you're going to make eye contact with how fast you're going to walk or not are not because you don't want to draw attention to yourself like like just this minefield of how are you going to try to avoid an encounter that you don't want they could go sideways yeah so I think uh, the idea that people c- feel like they have an outlet now to talk about things that were painful or awkward or um, scary or traumatizing and not have it necessarily be I'm suing this person in a civil suit or I am taking them to criminal court. Because one, statute of limitations, unfortunately, precludes a lot of that. Right. And I was just really thinking about how uh, not everybody has the privilege to lawyer up. Right. Do a trial that lasts months. Um, even get it to trial. You right. know, uh, most people get shut down in those initial interviews where they're like, we don't have enough physical evidence. A or lot, a or lot of- we do, but we are just going to charge this person with... Uh, you know, a lot of cases just get straight the fuck thrown out of court just because you have to show a uh, history of oh, what are the words they used? I listened to this on NPR. You have to show a history of occurrence, basically, especially like a work sexual harassment case or something like you have to have like th- even if it happened like more than five or six times, a lot of courts don't consider that enough. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I know that's that's the other thing that has to change is our legal system and the way judges uh, view these cases, because it's really the it hasn't even gone in front of any kind of jury or any kind of panel of people. It's a judge saying, "Uh, no, not enough. Yeah. I mean, when they when they when the district attorney brings it up, they are just like, we we can't prosecute this. Like, it's not we're not going to get a guilty verdict. It's not a good use of our resources yeah. and I mean even with things that are seem really fucking obvious like some kind of stranger danger like violent assault like right. hit and run you're like okay this is a violent offender who is clearly a psychopath like let's run that rape kit 
get this guy in a slammer. We all have watched Forensic Files. We know these people are repeat offenders. And even then, like, nope. you know, it, yeah. I mean, most of those don't go to trial. You know, no right. one no one gets brought up on charges. So um, and just, those are the fiercer ones. I mean, and that's the thing with the Me Too movement is like it's like varying degrees of, you know, of assault or um, what they've done. Because, I mean, in the media now, we're having a discussion with uh, Aziz Ansari. Is that how you say his name? Aziz. Aziz, Aziz. yeah. I just think of Parks and Rec when I think yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're, there's, where we're starting to ask the question of, like, you know, where you draw that line, too, of, like, what's an uncomfortable situation versus what is actually assault and what is actually, like, unacceptable. And, yes, there – I mean, and that's the thing is, like, I mean – I mean, right. You can't take that to court. We have to draw, I mean, we have to draw those lines. We have to fucking. Well, fun fact about activism. You can be mad about more than one thing at a time. Absolutely. So just because uh, people are not getting like black eyes and broken bones and like <laughs> knives held to their throat. Yeah. Does not mean, mean that you can't be upset about other stuff at the same time. Right. So yes, like one is scarier or more life threatening than other forms of harassment that have been making the news. But we can be ex- upset about all of them. And we're not saying that they're all equal, but we're saying that everybody, like, people have an equal right to feel their feels. Yes. And to talk about how we can keep these things from repeating. Right. Just because somebody didn't get pistol whipped or some shit right. doesn't mean that we can't talk about creating. I mean, even if someone was just like, I had a really awkward date. I'm not saying, I'm not paraphrasing the Aziz sorry. Um, although some people did try to characterize that as just like it was an awkward date, um, I'm not speci- I'm not talking about that specifically. But per- I mean, pretend I was just like, hey, guess what? Misogyny is a problem in America, yeah. such that women do not feel empowered to say no forcefully, or um, even really talk about it, or talk about yeah. it. I mean, we have all these myths that like, oh, women just. You're too are, sensitive. Are, or that they're biologically incapable of, like, having orgasms as often as men, which makes no sense no. because we can, like, have multiple orgasms. Yeah. So, and and just stuff like, and, like, we're supposed to be the gatekeepers of sexuality and, like, women aren't supposed to masturbate and women aren't supposed to, you know, like, sexy pornography. Oh, or, we're you know, all failing at being a woman all of then. that. And then, <laughs> all those and then on the flip side, but the, the ugly side of that coin is that it hurts men, too. Yeah, because those very same attitudes tell men, oh, you men are just horn dogs. They're always down to fuck. So how many guys feel pressured into feeling that going further than they intended to? Because people are like, well, what's your problem? Why can't you get it up? Like guys always want to like get down, you know, right. Or feeling like uh, you can't have platonic relationships with people because you're told that the only people you're supposed to talk about your feely feels with are like your girlfriend or your wife or something, you know, and then so you're bottling up all this rage. Yeah. Or, you know, like you don't know how to ask your partner how to not have awkward sex with her. So then y'all are both unsatisfied because she thinks you suck at sex and you're embarrassed. Like it, it sucks for everybody involved, involved. Yes. On a variety of levels going ranging from feeling awkward and embarrassed and not feeling like you are free to be candid with somebody that you're being intimate with to feeling uh ashamed to feeling afraid to feeling fucking unsafe abused right and it's men and women both and and 
toxic masculinity and misogyny hurt all of us. Yes. We need to start making the conversation not just about how it he said, women. she said, yeah. like, oh, was this a crime? Is someone going to jail or not? Um, I don't know. Maybe no one's going to jail. Maybe it's not a criminal crime. But like, let's, let's just talk about let's behavior. Talk about how this, yeah. like, why this is happening and why these lesser crimes are seen as normal. I, I will say that what, however you feel about what happened with uh, the expose on Babe about Aziz Ansari, if you feel like it was a crime or if you feel like it was awkward or whatever, I, I do think that it opened up a really good... The article itself did not. It was kind of poorly written. And some of the rebuttals were kind of poorly written as well. They were very, like, millennial shaming. Like, well, in my day, we oh, carried hat pins to stab boys on the tram. <laughs> nice. But uh, but I think it is, it, it ha I've heard a lot of voices saying, yeah, maybe it wasn't a crime as our laws are written on the books. Right. But we can still talk about how, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, like, people could, like, go on dates and, like, get it on and have it maybe be awkward or uncomfortable but not be, like, degrading and humiliating? Mm. Like, is, is that too much to ask? Can we maybe, like, you know, so... <sighs> Yeah, there's just a lot to unpack with that. But I yep. think that more often than not, I think conversations are being started yes. and nuances are being uh, gleaned yeah. instead of just making it all like. Everybody's terrible and everything. Women sucks. are sensitive and yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, it's I think it's a conversation that will continue to keep happening. Just. I think it, I, I mean it can only go forward from here. I mean, who knows what what it's going to look like this year? I guess we'll find out. Uh, white supremacists. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Not so good. Yeah, that they suck. Uh, punch punch all your local Nazis. I can't believe the resurgence we had in 2017. Oh, like, I mean, Christ. I know they were always there. There's always been oh, Nazis, yeah. but I just that that we were having rallies where like they were crawling out from their rocks and yeah you know marching side by side with all these trump supporters and mm. you know about the confederate uh, statues where i just i don't know how you can say i'm a good person and i'm not a nazi but still be ha content marching side by side well and we with can with someone with a swastika we can tie this shoulder. into the recent whole trump and his shithole country comment i mean oh. just the fact that um a reporter has to straight up ask the president of our country sir are you a racist just makes my fucking skin crawl like i can't i can't believe this is the country that we're living in. i want to like i want to leave so badly but it costs a lot of money I, I don't know. It's just, it's so embarrassing and disheartening and, um, whew, uh, I don't know. That's why I'm going to this March tomorrow. Well, I mean, I think the thing with neo-Nazis and white nationalists in particular, that's new and different and scary because, mm. uh, they've always been there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> people of color will tell you like, oh yeah, no, mm. I, I know that they've been there the whole time. Right. But um, I think the thing that's the most disturbing right now is that there's obviously like a conscious effort from the alt right to rebrand as not like these like Confederate flag, like wife beater, toothless hillbillies, but to be people that are college educated, that are treating these ideas 
as if they are part of conventional political discourse. Right. As if they're, they are having a reasonable debate about things that are not apples and oranges. Which is not something we've really allowed for the last, you know, yeah. several 20 years, 30 years or such. You know, I mean. But yeah, now you but, have people like Richard Spencer, Spencer uh, being invited to talk and talk at like colleges and stuff like that. I mean, they're giving him a platform and I do believe in free speech, but at the same time, I I'm gonna punch him if I ever see him like face to face. I will still punch him. I think I think, and we've covered this on another episode. But just to the the giving of the platform is the problem. Don't give these people a fucking platform. I mean, well, don't treat it like it's, it's normal. It's worthy of debate right. the way that other political issues might be morally equivalent but the nuts and bolts are right. are what you're debating like well should we cut taxes or raise taxes it's like should we be racist or not racist like that's not a debate that we nope. should be having no um and just the fact that i that these movements are getting so savvy like using yeah. these kind of code words that um create a perfect uh placid like top of the lake where all this other shit is going on in the depths but people feel like the boat's not rocking because these are well-spoken people they dress nicely instead of saying we're nazis or we're white supremacists they say well we're nationalists yeah and they're like oh no we don't want to like kill all the black people uh we just think they shouldn't be here yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, like, yeah. like just dressing it up so that it sounds reasonable. Right. Um, yeah, or that's... it's like no, it's not about hate. It's about heritage. You know, mm. like well, they're, Stop they're also working themselves into the "Make America Great Again" message, where they're working into that fear, like that sure. that fear mongering that mm. Trump has been doing works perfect for them. And the same platform of oh, you're anti-immigration. That's what we are too. Like they're using it right. to. to give their platform and recruit and make it sound normal when it's not normal. And, you know, there's been things in that Trump has said that have been a dog whistle for them. Sure. I mean, just him saying like the whole shit house or shit whole shit house, whatever the fuck it was. Um, and saying he'd rather have countries like Norway, the predominantly white country that sounded like a fucking dog whistle. I just, but the hilarious part was in his, in his written notes. It said Norway. Not Norway, so... I did see a really good <laughs> meme on Facebook that was like a still from uh, Vikings where it was like, immigrants from Norway weren't always welcome. <laughs> I like that. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, just gotta keep... <laughs> I, I, this like, is a hard year in review. I feel like looking a... over 2017, we're like, what other shit happened? Yeah, 2016 at least had a little bit of hope there at the end. I mean, yes, it all deflated quickly, but... You know, you could look back over 2016 and say this, you know, it ended like a total dumpster fire, but there were some bright spots during the year. This last year, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the bright spot was the Women's March for me. Uh, the rest of it, like, y- even though the, 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 ha- the conversations about sexual harassment and sexual assault are excellent i can't call it a bright spot it's been really hard to um read some of these stories and think about my own story and think about my friends stories i mean it's fucking hard i'm not saying it's not necessary i'm just saying it's fucking hard 
not a bright not a bright spot fucking shadow time shadow work time if you want to call it shadow work but um just the fact that people could because so many of these stories are just raw as fuck yeah and that there are still people that are like what what's the big deal like i was like he's our president now (sighs) fuck you and and everything that i'm like can i pace myself for three more years like i'm afraid i'm gonna run out of outrage yeah so bright side we seem to be plenty outraged oh yeah so we still have a lot of of uh it's hard to sustain though man. Like, we all our... got sick and i mean I, i'm sure there are people getting sick all over the place because of fucking outrage but i, mean, I don't want to just get so tired that i tune out yeah, and no. do not actively call out this stuff as being like it is not normal right for the president to taunt people on twitter yeah it is uh. not normal for uh i mean it's, it's like every day like, yeah. like have a dick measuring contest with a, a guy who has access to nuclear weapons I mean, you know like that's that's just, not normal just like all. every day is a new is a brand new horizon of low and i'm still surprised i'm still like that's good that's I'm still an, surprised that's an onion headline or like i'm like no i'm gonna go and i actually listen to this clip that's got to be taken out of context. And I was like, nope. nope. Just straight that up. That's literally what, what fucking happened. I, just, the president trying to get NFL players fired for oh, kneeling. Like, that's well, not something the president should be doing. Like, that, that was, is, that's like, another thing. That was another, I thought, an excellent, oh, I mean, an excellent uh, thing that has happened in, tw- or that happened in 2017 was uh, Colin Kaepernick fucking, I mean, taking a knee, way to go. I mean, that's, that's the way you do it. And he got fucking blackballed as shit and doesn't have a job still. doesn't have a job still and i mean which what the fuck is he supposed they don't want you to protest on the street they don't want you you know you can't protest verbal like he protested in a peacefully way like non-violent way not during the game nope didn't delay anything so they just don't want people to speak up that's correct like yeah you can't do people of color especially right exactly well, I guess, I mean, I am no fan of the NFL, so I'm like, as much as the NFL can suffer, good, because fuck them, you know, but it's just, <sighs> you right, it's like exactly what you said, they they don't want any kind of protest whatsoever, they they certainly don't want you to have a brain or speak your mind or, or feel a certain way. Does it feel like the, that the movement's lost a little bit of steam itself too? Because I feel like for a while there... Like, I feel like the media is kind of almost overwashing it with all the, like, the Trump craze and stuff like that to kind of push it aside. Is that just me? But I feel like Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and stuff, like they're not covering it enough because they don't want them to cover it. I mean, that uh, that's a good me, point. But... No, it's a good point. I, I like we're at a point and uh, not to belabor this, but one of the most excellent movies I've seen recently is The Post. Go see it. I think the issue of shared facts that we clearly don't really have anymore as a country is something that I wish we could get fucking back to where if one paper prints a thing, there's not eight papers or eight other news media outlets jumping on it saying that's not true. This isn't like if someone has done enough research and has sourced something correctly, like we used to take that as fucking fact Am I right? I mean, it wasn't like, 
I don't know. We just have too much of um, too too many media outlets going. Oh, that's not true. That's not you know, j- fake news. Like you can't just say something is fake news just because you don't like the coverage. That is probably one of the things I hate most that came from last year is fake news, fake, news. fake facts. Yeah. Because I can't argue. I had a debate yesterday mm. um, on Facebook. I don't get into them very often, but it was. <laughs> To you know, to defend my glorious. aunt, it was and pretty great. I am she not was great. a salty person, but I got fucking salty because <laughs> the, the dude arguing with me on my aunt's post uh, made the mistake of calling me ignorant. Oops! And while I don't think he even spelled it right. Yeah. All of these words, <laughs> and yet he couldn't like give any facts to. Pr- I gave him like tons of like links to actual videos of things coming out of Trump's mouth. They don't and care. He was like, "It's fake facts. It's fake news." And I was like, "This is coming out of his mouth." And these are his own twits like tweeter feeds and you know he would just scream fake facts but yeah. i got pretty fucking salty when he called me ignorant yeah. and couldn't spell like sh- said surly you're not that ignorant i was like did you mean surely because i am pretty surly <laughs> was and, like, spelled, uh, like all sorts of things and i was just like if you're gonna argue argue well but that's the thing they can't and they don't and they don't care so yeah. this is the part that makes me the most sad is because i was i was you know I went to fucking public school. I went to a fucking state university. But I mean, when you had to debate, you debated with fucking facts and you didn't just get to scream in somebody's face. You're not telling the truth or you're lying or fake news. You had to actually have a rebuttal with fucking information in it. And that's not where we're at anymore. And that that's hard. That's well. Not to put you guys on the spot, but no. what we need is a new term for what used to be fake news when, like, a website would publish some, like, National Enquirer type story and then all your friends would share it and you'd be like, no, that actually didn't happen. That's just, like, a fictitious story. Like, it's fake news. Yes, right. It's not, like, on CNN. It's, like, somebody on their blog wrote something in the style of an article to trick people like so now i don't know what to fucking call that because right. fake news is like now a meaningless term and right. i was thinking about that because i was trying to explain to uh, my husband your awesome takedown of this dude because one of the things he was saying was well trump's gonna win by an even bigger landslide in 2020 blah 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 wait let's go and back like, to the original non-landslide yeah well yeah. exactly because he was like he, the majority of americans uh voted for and support trump and i was like that's not, not true, even actually not true that's not even a lie that trump himself is telling like <laughs> he 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 created a crazier lie like that he lost by two to three million votes because all those extra votes were done by people voting illegally that that is that, that in fact fake news uh that didn't happen but uh <laughs> but like he he wasn't even getting like the lies straight no. and like n- no one he's like big news and i'm like uh, it's a number not, it's a yeah. number it's math of like how many yeah. counties in each Had state people how voting. much they added up and then it went to the like yeah because tr- trump's really butthurt about it he talks about it in every speech whether it yeah. has to do with the election or not and which, now he talks about how hard it was to win the electoral he was like I, now that's his go-to point is like well i won the electoral college and that's really hard to win as a Republican, like then I like that's his new go-to of like uh, bragging. Yeah. Of, so like, so even like Captain Crazy Town <laughs> in the White House admits that he lost the popular vote. Which, first of all, I mean, 
that's fine. That's how the electoral college. I'm not. I mean, that's the thing that happens. But no one, no one's arguing that he got the majority of the popular vote. Like no. that is not a thing that anyone's saying. So the fact that this guy was like trying to say that, <laughs> and people were like, that is just like yeah. even the people you're defending aren't saying that that's a thing. Right. Like yeah. they came yeah. up with a crazier lie, but like they're still sticking to like we number, actually didn't win some that. numbers yeah. are bigger than the numbers that come before that but that's what scares me is like there's i mean people out there with with information that is just wrong like they're just taking it to town you know what i'm saying they're I just don't, like we have uh, the sum of human knowledge at our fucking fingertips like literally yeah. at any moment you time. could google and find out anything that in and you, you can and you can snopes that shit and see if it's true oh, or not but that's the problem this this motherfucker is like snopes is biased and i'm like oh, okay oh, I, politi fact. I gave him politi yeah, fact and, and he like, was like politi fact uh is owned biased. by liberals and yeah. all okay. and anything and then i'd give him actual then i was right. like fine just fucking youtube i'm giving you actual video clips of it coming out of your goddamn guy's mouth it doesn't yeah that's i mean and it's still not enough that's when you when you just when like you people don't even trust the fact checkers. I mean, what are we fucking? What are we gonna do now? What What well, do we do now? <laughs> what a smart person would do would be to go to the primary source, as you Correct. say. Like, what was the? I'm gonna watch the actual right. interview in its entirety and yep. see if it was taken out of context. I'm going to actually read that bill because yep. they're yep. public domain. You can yep. just look them up. I'm gonna actually read the note. The the actual Twitter. Like I'm gonna, Twitter. Yeah, yeah like, I'm going to see what the what the the transcript of that Supreme Court case was like, like cut out just, the middleman of the media altogether and just, yes, read your read for yourself. And if they don't accept that, I'm like, what was he a fucking robot? Like, are what are you saying? Like, I, that, I, I he wish didn't say that? so much that that he was, that a he was just a robot. We could just turn him like, off. That would be something we be could great. do something about. Oh, just, my God. Oh. But if he goes, then we have Mike Pence. Which he's worse. He's actually he's worse because he's worse. he semi understands how government works. I'm pretty creeped out by the fact that he calls his wife mother. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> and doesn't go anywhere without her. And, no. Okay. Th well, that whole thing. Like well, wait, but I mean, no. Some he people can't thought have it was a... like cute and folksy because he's like, I'm... I have a rule. I don't go. I don't go out to meals with women that aren't my wife. You have to do business, son. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah. What fucking life do you lead where, <laughs> where you don't need to? Talk to colleagues or ladies that might well, be your friend. I mean, to be fair, there's not a whole lot of them in the fucking government. Am I right? But that's changing. Gonna change in 2018. Well, it's like what he's saying, which I I don't understand why this would be something he would be bragging about, is Ugh. that he can only see lady shapes as a thing <laughs> to put a dick in. And if a lady shape is near him... Regardless of what it looks like, or what they're talking about, or where they are, Lady shape. or if they're doing business, he has to run or screaming to his wife, or having extra breadsticks or whatever. <laughs> like e even if there's like really bad live piano music playing in the background, like no matter what the situation, <sighs> he cannot be unsupervised around a lady person. I mean, definitely. Just, just the shape. Even, you know, like uh, some cushions that are just a little bit too Whoa. overfilled. I mean. He just, he can't, he he will immediately try to fuck it. <laughs> like, that's Which... what he's saying. He's like, I can't go to, I can't be seated alone at a meal 
with in a, a public with place a woman with a woman because because of fucking I it would be improper because the only way I can interact with women as are things that I put a penis in. That's what that's the only is this guy from like it's so gross. It's the grossest attitude I've ever. I mean, no, he's not literally saying because I only I would fuck them. But I mean, that's the extrapolation. Well, if, that if you're saying that it would be improper to have a business or platonic sit down dinner <laughs> right. with somebody in a public place then you're clearly probably because you're insane. discussing business or like you know your life and shit that has nothing right. to do with anything being like hey fun fact like when uh i see my dog run up and down the stairs and it's really cute i don't think about fucking him <laughs> I when mean. when i uh go outside and water my plants i don't think about <laughs> fucking them <laughs> Because I don't see those as sexual things. Right. Like, you have a fucking problem if, if all women a, yep. all the time everywhere, regardless of their position of authority under or above you, their age, their marital status, any of that. Like, that you're just like, well, I might, I I might, might need to fuck I them. I might want to fuck them real bad. <laughs> it's just gross. That's Who fucking knows? gross. So, President Pence, boys and girls, nope. let's not do that. Let's not let's, do that. Let's also talk about how he used... <laughs> People's fucking taxpayer money, oh. their mm. money, to electrocute gay people into being straight. Yeah. Fun fact about that. It's fucking terrible. Fif- over 50% of teens that were subjected to those committed suicide. Yeah. He was also... 50 fucking percent. That's it, that's, that's disgusting. I, I can't believe that it, it, this is America. I mean... Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, he was the state that jailed a woman for... Uh, Having a termination, a pregnancy termination. Am I right? Abortion. Like they were like jailing women for having abortions. Pretty uh, sure that was Indiana. Was yeah. Before he became VP. Yeah. They've since rescinded it, I mm-hmm. believe. But like that was the that was the inclination. Well, they also diverted funds for HIV <sighs> testing, treatment, and <sighs> prevention. For the electrocuting gay people. Great. Um, oh, God. So not only do we have a bunch of uh, dead children, uh, we also have uh, live people that now have a uh, life-threatening disease. Great. That is now an epidemic. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you are for real a crazy person and not just, like, a bigot, like, if you really, are, like, read the Bible and somehow you have hateful dyslexia that makes it look like it says that god created aids to punish gay people even though hateful dyslexia it's a real thing even though the highest rate of infection is uh among middle-aged white women i mean yeah but anyway uh but on his watch in a first world country you're having an epidemic a deadly disease yep. that could be prevented. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Way to shit the bed on that one. Yeah, we don't want... For everybody. We don't want him. No, we don't. Do not want... And if something happens to him, then it's Paul Ryan. Uh, yeah, you can't go down the list <laughs> fast enough to get to somebody that makes fucking sense. That's, that's the problem. So, I mean... I, I don't know. I can't talk about... Like, it's, it's discouraging to me on many levels to turn on, you know, MSNBC, CNN, NPR, anything right now. And just, you know, hear the new fucking hot 
minute of Trump's sports opinions for, of the day, but just knowing knowing that at the end of that day, nobody fucking cares, or we all fucking care, and we're all protesting our asses off, and it's it doesn't fucking matter because Republicans control everything. So, 2018, dudes, if you are dudes and ladies, ladies and dudes, and dude, ladies, lady dudes, everyone. If you, are, if you are not registered to vote, Please. we cannot urge you more. I mean, and you know, I, we don't, I don't even care what you've done before this. If you haven't voted in 50 fucking years, I, I don't care. But we, we got to turn this tide around. And I'm not saying that I'm really, well, I don't know. I will say that I think Democrats are tangentially better than what we have now. But I mean, we need something to change because this cannot keep going on. Just saying. Well, all that is very disheartening, and I think we're all going to hell in a handbasket. I mean. However. <laughs> yes. Black women saved our ass. It's true. With Roy Moore oh and Alabama. God. Absolutely. Yes. I mean. Yeah. I mean, no. They no. don't have the numbers. Yeah. They had people actively trying to suppress yep. their votes. Yep. Uh, people talking down to them. Yep. It was black women that who fucking made that put fucking that happen. over the fucking edge that's right they unanimously were like fuck to the no and not gonna all the this. other people sucking their own dicks like fucking. showing up and pulling that lever being like well but uh the other guy uh, likes abortions yeah. he wants to murder all the babies he's just gonna go Door to door with an ice pick. I just and can't. Murder all oh, I can't believe we're even that. Uh, I can't believe that's a thing. I mean, I can't believe that people would vote for a child molester. How about a guy who wrote a textbook for evangelicals that said that we should repeal uh, women's right to vote? Uh, that's yeah. Fuck also, you. Also great. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck you. The right. fact that so many white women voted for him, like, it's what just, the fuck is wrong with y'all ladies? Yeah, Come on. I mean, once again, I will call out white women every fucking day. What are you doing? What 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 are you doing? You're making me sad. Well, and I mean, this is how Trump won because he didn't have. Well, we already, as we mentioned, he didn't win the popular vote, but he didn't have significantly more votes than McCain or Romney did before. That Republican base, yeah, the people that vote straight ticket. Yep. Always show up. It's the same amount of people. He might have brought in some more people or new voters or independents and maybe turned off a few establishment people, but net gains and losses, it was about the same. What happened was people just could not get off their asses to vote for Hillary or, I mean, I voted third party, but, but like, progressives lose when there is not a groundswell of people actually fucking showing up. Yep. So it's it's fun to go to a parade. (laughs) Mm. It's fun to post memes, but those are things to pump yourself up so that you actually like do the work and stay woke and call other people out and work on campaigns or write letters and like do the actual shit that changes hearts and minds. And we do have a lot of hope in 2018. There are more women running for positions in Congress uh, than ever, than mm-hmm. ever. So fucking get out there and vote for some of them. Another are you excited th- about uh, Lupe? Yeah, fuck yes. yes. Fuck yes. So in case you're not from Texas, uh, this Dallas County Sheriff Lupe Valdez, who is a, uh, 
woman of color and is also gay is running for governor and I will fucking, I, I may try to work for her, her campaign. I mean, I just, she has been great for Dallas County and I'm, I'm down. I would, yeah. I would love to She's see her. There's a, there's a few people in the running for the um, governor. Like there's going to be um, like a primary on the, on the Dem side too, I think. So, it's going to be, I mean, but yeah, she's hands down my favorite candidate. So. I feel like she's gotten a lot of energy behind her, too, at least in the Dallas well, area. I mean, I think in know? this area, yeah, she's got a lot of a lot of supporters. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for her to her ticket to, because I mean, people in the Metroplex know her. She's been chair for a really long time, yeah. but um, just waiting for the folks that have the Blue Lives Matter Ugh. stickers yeah. to be like, that are like, uh, blue uh, lives matters oh shit but not yeah. for her brown uh, lesbo what but what to do but she's a blue life and what uh, i don't know oh, what no. to do i know their brain might explode which mm-hmm. is fine um i think one final thing I, that i'd like to contribute about 2017 that i really like was the resist but yes you know that was something that got a lot more people uh access to like writing in and contacting their representatives. Well, and they've really fine-tuned the the uh, bot too. It it will now send letters to your um, your governor, your state senate, your state uh, house of representatives, and it's it's very savvy. And it can it will ask you, you know, who you're wanting to send it to. They've actually initiated a system now where uh, since so many since Resistbot happened. So many offices were flooded with faxes because they were just faxing everything. A lot of people, uh, Ted Cruz, like took out their fax lines. Asshole. So now they have a system. They it's like a there's an internal message delivery system for uh for the for what's the word I'm trying to use state not state uh, federal Congress people. Uh, there's an internal messaging system that they're using now. So they, they definitely get your message. It's not via email. It's not via fax. Uh, that during the vote that where they were really, it was like several months ago, you know, several like in the early fall where they were really trying hard to shut down Obamacare. Uh, they, um, they actually hand delivered resist bot messages nice. to people. Yeah. So it's even Ted Cruz, like your local, uh, Booger eater can get his message. Yes, they um, and they do still. They'll still mail letters uh, as well. But I mean, it's just a really. It, it's I if you you know whether you use the bot or not, which I highly recommend. But if you don't, the, even if you go to resistbot.org, I think, and read the story, it's uh, it's it's quite inspirational, and uh, it's just it's been a really good tool for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, I mean. It's it's kind of takes a lot of work to actually sit down and write letters, but I mean we all use our phones, so yeah. it's been that's been really good. And make sure, because uh, usually in the spring, uh, depending on where you live, you might be up for local city elections. Yes. So that all that change happens on the local level. Yes. Um, because those people do not have unlimited funds. Like you are literally in their backyard. It's much easier to hold them accountable and bubble it up from there. So um, local and state is a good way to get involved and actually see some fucking bang for your buck instead of feeling like Washington, D.C. is this like post-apocalyptic. I was just going to say magical, but more like post-apocalyptic, like, like hellish uh, Mount Doom of Mordor <laughs> oh, off shit. in some 
You have to send it on a rain nightmare. Go, yeah. go throw the ring in, for God's sake. Please throw the ring in the fire. Um yeah, I had a, I have, I had a uh, like U.S. government professor in college tell me that that was absolutely the most important thing you could ever do is vote in local elections. Uh, more important than presidential elections. I mean, I feel like we should throw some witchcraft shit in there. Yeah. Any, any. Okay. Um, I've got a few witchy things that I thought were cool that happened this year. So go. Um, I got this neat zine sort of graphic novel called "What Witches Do" by. Uh, Tin Can Forest. Oh, it was really cool and looking. And it is very beautiful. I mean, it's kind of that like folksy, naive sort of hipster style, but it's beautiful. The words are great. It's just very nuanced. You can read it over and over and pick out like little different details and turns of fr- like, I think that we should just open it up and uh, you could read from it and just have it be a ritual. Like oh, that's how let's do that. careful the words are. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I also got a great graphic novel for Yule um, from Husband called My Favorite Thing is Monsters. It's the first volume. Second volume is coming out in August. So I apologize in advance for telling you to go read this thing. And then you will immediately want more. And you can't have it. And (laughs) neither can I. So we're all just going to suffer together. But um, it's uh, the author was a uh, sculptor for like the gaming and toy and collectibles industry. And she caught Wes Nile. Oh, God. Lost function in three of her limbs. So in her effort to, like, rework her hands, she started, uh, because she was a 3D artist, started uh, sketching just with ballpoint pens. And uh, she wrote her first graphic novel as a uh, not a spring chicken, single mom, West Nile. Um, and it's yeah. wow. beautiful. Uh, the art is amazing. Like I said, it's uh, it's all ballpoint pen with some color shading on top. It's about a young uh, Latina girl growing up in Chicago in the 70s. Uh, but it's sort of this got this fantasy element with like sort of that uh, pulpy like uh, famous monsters like uh, Gormag sort of aesthetic. Uh, it's dark as fuck. I'm warning you now. Love it dark as fuck but the art is is just gorgeous and um the story's really fresh and also just as a graphic novel uh the layout's very unique uh it's it's not your your usual like just square panel square panel um it's got kind of a a sketchbook feel and um the the intensity of line or detail or composition sort of flows in and out of this like kind of childlike uh, naivety that would sort of evoke the protagonist versus these just like epic spreads of like just gorgeous art. So totally recommend it. Um, I know I'm not really explaining the plot very well, but it's very hard to summarize and I don't want to spoil anything because it's it's weird and delightful and cute um, and scary and fucked up. So I highly, highly, highly recommend. My favorite thing is monsters. Um, I also just got what is it called it was like power and magic it's uh the queer witch anthology and it's a paperback um of i guess a couple dozen queer and uh artists of color doing various uh graphic or short form uh pieces about either like fantasy witches uh there are a few that are like actual witches you know like some people doing like centuria and stuff I want to love it because I want to support people that uh, don't normally get their shit out there. 
Um, some of the pieces are fantastic. The ones that are a little bit longer are obviously going to be significantly stronger. All the art is great. Some of the pieces are just kind of underwhelming, but some of them are really, really beautiful. Uh, so I would, I would recommend it maybe, or maybe go halvesies with somebody and nice. share it. Or you can get it and then, uh, you know, give it away to somebody oh, and, that would and be pay nice. it forward and just yeah. treat, treat it, treat it like that. Um, maybe not something that you keep on your bookshelf for always, but you could leave it, leave it somewhere for someone to find and just make it, make it like that. So those would be my, my witchy. Oh, Hey, other thing that was rad that happened. Sort of witchy. Yeah. Uh, Ruby the Hatchet came out with a new album and they're sort of like doom metal, sort of classic rock. Nice. They have this badass chick vocalist. Rad. So I think the witchiest thing, I mean, there were a couple of witchy things this year, past year, but uh, the eclipse was a, a big yes. one for me, seeing a full eclipse. Yes. Because um, it was just a big deal, just on a national level for our whole country where everybody was looking up to the sky, but I True. actually made a point to bring certain crystals with me and, um, and do something for that. So I, I didn't do as much as I wanted to, cause it was such a well, short time. And I was just like, there's not yeah. much time. Um, yeah. but it was kind of magical. And it, I was kind of just proud this year to work more on my solitary practice because you know, just the last few years have been me kind of dipping my toes in with you ladies and coming, you know, to Uncoven. So this was the first year I think I really started doing things on my own at home. And I think that's what I, I was most proud of from 2017 was starting a garden and actually like harvesting herbs and actually making things and doing little rituals at home um was probably the the witchiest part of my year and starting a grimoire was really cool um, yeah and that's also good for me because i'm i do notes like right um for me i love having notes to keep track of things and learn things sure. so it's been a really good tool for me in my witchcraft speaking of putting witchy notes out there you just started a instagram account for yourself and it's got rad things on it I did. I, I think it's Lady J of the Wild yes, on Instagram. I think. Yes. Yeah, I just started it. So that's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah, I, um, I'm going to should like... probably link to all of our. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I felt really inspired because um, Blackbird has a poetry. I do have a poetry Instagram now. And um, Lily has a artwork. And I just, I was like, I, you know, I'm really proud of some of the photos I've taken for Hex Rated. You've and taken like amazing that. photos, yes. And my travel photography mm -hmm. and things like that. And just seeing it used for hex rated has made me like yeah happy. put it out there and um, i'm like i want to put more of my artwork out there more and I, I i'm more nervous with my words like mm -hmm. i guess you know oh, you're a, no. a, a poet i get uh, nervous too poet. i don't know about um, all that and and I, I keep things pretty simple but sometimes i just have i'm more of an image person mm -hmm. i'm more of an action and image person so sometimes i just have those few little simple thoughts that go with it and i was like i just want a place to contain these little things right. and get to be witchy and not have to hold back for work or for family you know so it, you know if you want to check it out cool you know lady j with an e of the wild and there's some uh under what is that what is that called underscore what is that <laughs> it's an underscore what? yes oh hey yay me haha right. <laughs> i remember yeah. all my shit from uh, being an english major all right um I think that's a good segue for, for my witchiest thing was that in 2017, I think I really realized uh, how intrinsic and how entwined my practice is with pretty much everything I do. Uh, it's not like I'm walking around like reciting. And, oh, oh, shit. I think I broke my shit. I think uh, I 
figured out how entwined everything is for me. And it's not like I'm going around reciting incantations or like, you know, saying, saying magic things every single second. That is not true. But just in, in cooking and taking care of my house in connecting with the spirits of the house, uh, and land whites and, um, treating situations, some mundane situations as magical or resolving a problem in a magical way that I would have never thought of. Like I have, um, having really hard times at work right now, cannot stand my boss. So, I mean, like most of the time I would just grin and bear it. Right. But I think I'm actually doing active magic to like keep him at bay or keep, or, you know, at least I guess help myself get through it. This is all stuff that I may not have done two years ago. Uh, I think, um, started out 2017 with a pretty big tragedy in my family. And I think just going through that has, uh, I don't know, made me feel like I, I, I'm down to my roots and I'm just, I don't know. It's like, how, how deep can you go? Oh, that sounds kind of sexy. I like it. <laughs> but it, it is. That's, I think that's what I'm doing. Keep is, it going. Is trying to find out how deep I can go and how, you know, how do I come out? You know, like how painful is it? Is it, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? I mean, and then what to do with that magically or as a witch. And, and honestly, really the first year actively just saying I am a fucking witch and my husband telling people that I am a witch, which is pretty rad because I really thought of all people, he might be like, I'm not saying that he's like telling clients and shit, which is great. I mean, I'm down. He's in a field where he can. So, you know, it's great. I wish I could be, I wish I could be out all the time, I guess. And maybe one day I'll get there. I hope to be there one day. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. it's, that's my best life. Yeah. Not you know? having to hide. Right. Because it'd be nice. I yeah. still don't. So like my Instagram does not like connect back to my real life. So yeah. if you know who I am, please don't be all like, oh, hey, real name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think that that it does make things more comfortable when you can feel accepted and supported by your loved one. Like I'm getting I think that's the thing is like little toe further out. That's yeah. that's how it's going to happen. And, you know, one day it'll just be 100 percent and I'll be fine with it. And so will everybody else, motherfuckers. <laughs> or else. Or else. We miss Lily today, but we know she's getting ready to have her magic babies. We're pretty excited about those. And um, I don't know what we're going to do next month, but we have lots of exciting new topics for 2018. So, Are you going to talk about your piano lessons? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Actually, almost it was a year ago, like last week, that I started taking piano lessons. And I've taken piano for a year, and I am not great at it at all but i can play songs and i can read music and uh it's hard and sometimes it's like is it a chore is it not a chore but it's something that i've i've always wanted to learn how to play an instrument i just happened to pick one of the hardest ones i guess but either way i mean i'm doing it and i'm not giving up and i'm gonna fucking keep going and that was that's that's magic too i don't know Oh, yeah. Music is totally magic. Right. Yes. Music, space. It's all magic. It's all magic. I don't know if I want to say my thing at the end because it's a downer. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> I have a... I, Do you have a thing you can... I think I can... have a post cap. Okay, the... good. Do it. Um, well, I was going to talk about... Uh, so, in the span of like a week, I had the worst week of all time. <sighs> um, I fell and broke my pinky 
and chipped the bone. So then I had to have surgery to like put a screw in it. And uh, so I'm in a cast. So that totally sucks and costs a lot of money and hurts. And I can't do stuff. And I want to punch everybody, but I can't because my hand is broken. <laughs> hand. Yeah. Um, and then I had to take off my wedding ring because it was right next to that swollen finger. So I put it on my other hand and then I lost it. So I lost my wedding ring. And then uh, in addition to just being sick, I got like 24 hours worth of food poisoning Ugh, where I went yeah. from okay to just like not even like the dry heaving before the vomiting. Just like when I opened my mouth, like whatever was in my body was just streaming out. And then I was just throwing up water, which is if you've ever done it is the grossest it was like, feeling of all time. That is a terrible week. I got to say. Yeah, it was really bad. And I think is that that it? I feel like I had. A, oh, and then I broke my phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then I broke my phone. <coughs> Do you ever feel like you have a week where you're like, did I do something? Well, like, did well, I do something that jinxed that question. myself? She asked that question. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, because I don't like just my philosophy on life, maybe because I'm a narcissist and I don't think anything's my fault. But um, <laughs> I, I I guess some people would be like, well, what is someone magically attacking me? Like, <laughs> did I? Why am I jinxed? Like, why is all this shitty stuff happening to me right now? One on top of the other. Like, I did like did i walk under a ladder did i break a mirror like um but that's that's just not how i approach stuff that happens like it's bad and usually when like shitty things are happening i don't normally experience them as being shitty while they're happening i'm just like well this is a thing i need to get finished with already (laughs) um so you know um so i don't i i it's just a that's not how my brain works. Like, I don't immediately think that someone's out to get me or that I'm out to get me, um, that somehow I did something bad. So um, really, for me, I don't think that's being narcissistic. That's actually being healthy. Yeah. The rest of us are kind of fucked up going, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, that, that all these things are, are pretty much unrelated and that um, I kind of just have to take it as an adventure. Like having my, my pinky broken is like kind Not of in, inconvenient, yeah. but it's also super rad looking on the x-ray to yeah. have like, it looks like a screw you would just like put in the wall and yeah. it's just like straight through my finger. That's awesome. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. You got a new phone. Got got a brand new phone. That's also, always awesome. So that's always fun. Um. Probably going to get a new ring. I was going to say, but, maybe a fancy new wedding ring. But just coincidentally, I saw some like Facebook ad that was for these like cool uh, like diamond baguette and then like moonstone rings oh, yeah. that actually look really, really rad and they're not expensive. So anyway, I just and plus I also think of like those things that were shitty as sort of like a prepaid sacrifice. Nice. <laughs> so like, like I'm, I'm trying to start the year. um we just uh, did some remodeling and I just had to pay the property taxes and everything. So I'm trying to like get back to square on my indebtedness. Yeah. So um, I, I'm trying to think of like my physical pain and my actual physical things breaking and being lost as like I'm, I'm shedding. I'm letting some hurt yeah. happen to me so that I can cash that check on this other stuff that I want to do later. So yeah. um, kind of like. Okay, well that was shitty. So now, now I deserve to. It's just like treat myself. Looking at it from a different perspective, right? Yeah. But anyway, oh, and then the thing I was gonna say that is happy is I didn't realize that Shira is on Netflix, and I totally uh. watched it, 
And I have like, first of all, this is great news. Um, I still have 50 episodes to go. Usually nice. I like run out of episodes in a sitting. But it fucking holds up. It's fucking great. That's awesome. Because I was Ooh. watching Gem first. Not oh not not guys. holding up so much. Not so good. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I would watch She-Ra. She-Ra I mean, fucking holds up. The I animation is good. The music is great. The the, the morals are solid. Yeah, no, and the the villains are fantastic, of good. course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, actually, Katra's voice. And the, well, I mean, it's like classic, like uh, Batman Eartha Kit kind of. Yeah. Oh, but uh, the the sort of slapstick humor is actually totally on point. Nice. Like, because when I was watching Gem, I was like, "This is cheesy as fuck." This it makes humor no sense. is terrible. And um, like Shira, like I was trying to like lampoon it as i was watching it but like it's very self-aware nice oh good uh so a plus go watch some she-ra maybe i will that sounds like a good prescription for the weekend fuck yeah all right well anybody marching have a good safe march yes and uh we will catch up with you next month this went a little long hope you didn't mind we've been away for a while so it's nice to get back and uh stay witchy and woke yep and um Hocus, Hocus Pocus, pocus. Nope. bitches. <laughs> okay, we have, have to do that again. Patty cake. <laughs> and, and Hocus Pocus, pocus bitches. bitches. <laughs>